0: Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, the podcast all about being authentically single in your 30s. Hosted by Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown. Hello
1: everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of a lead and talk about how I manifested my life partner. Um, because most of you have kind of travelled me and Cheryl through our single days and most of you know that I've departed from that status recently Um, and I've actually fallen in love with someone and I have reflected a lot on the journey and where it all started and how it's been concluded and I've also had quite a few women approach me and just kind of ask me, how it all happened so I just thought I'd share it with you and then you know it may give you some insights or may just help you think a little bit about the way you're approaching finding love and um, I I feel really strongly about a few points that I'm going to make so um, yeah so we thought we'd just talk about that so should I just kick off, sure? Yeah,
0: kick off. Tell us, what's the secret? I'm sure this is as much for me as for any other woman <laughs> that is tuning in right now.
1: <laughs> so, when I split up from my partner of 10 years in November 2015, I was, like, a totally broken woman. I was totally numb. I was totally detached from who I was when... got together when I was 20 and I was just like lost like I had no idea about any area of my life anymore and to the point where I felt like I was just gonna like lose it a little because it was just a lot I'd had a lot of things happen that year and it was just kind of a bit too much to handle and so I just needed to take a step away from everything. Um and because what happened, the problem was we woke up in November and then I had the beauty of Christmas to drink lots and get very drunk lots to get over him and the whole heartache. Um which kind of was incredible and really not good at the same time. Um but what I then found I started doing in January was really thinking about what I needed what I wanted what you know the future was for me and um and so I was actually going to leave my job and leave London and just do something like I just felt I needed to step away from everything um but I was offered a career break instead um which enabled me to go traveling however going back to kind of those January February months which we all know aren't the greatest months in the world in terms of being joyous and abundant and and all those things, Um, I naturally started to find myself, like, rediscovering myself in the tiniest of ways. So I would, like, be sat there on a Sunday morning with a copy of Vogue and, like, a cup of tea in bed. And I just all of a sudden think, oh, my gosh, this is, like, one of my favourite things to do and I haven't done this for years. Why haven't I done this? And then it kind of started to spiral into this like whole little kind of pattern of all these tiny little things in life that I just totally lost to a relationship. Um, and obviously we evolved a huge amount in 10 years. So some things weren't the same, but there was just all of a sudden I could see shimmers of myself coming back, like coming back to life. And even like comments like people would be like, "Oh, you're so like happy again. Like you're back to your normal self." And I was like, "What do you mean, my normal self? Like, am I a happy person?" And they were all like, "Verity, of course you are." And I just, I just lost all that connection. So, without being like the woman I am today, like, "Oh, everything's connected. Reach inside, rah 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 rah." Like back then, I was a bit more rational. What the hell's going on? I need to sort this out. But it all just started happening. It all just started like making sense and coming back to my life. Um, and so because of that, I started to like invite it in. So just like really trying to figure out what, what made me happy anymore? You know, what, was, what were the things that made me feel complete and content and the things that didn't rely on other human beings? Um, Because obviously, we have amazing friends and family around us when things like this happen, but there's this huge importance that we have to be able to rely on ourselves as well, just in case people aren't available. And so, that was, I would say, the first major, major step was like just like all those tiny, tiny little things that kind of kept coming into my awareness of what I'd lost, of of me, and, and who I was. And then I suppose I accelerated that by going travelling. And I know the whole story is very eat, pray, love. And I don't really have any shame about that, to be honest. It is what it is and it's what I did. And I just think it's a a natural path, you know, for women who have just been completely shattered by life. Um,
0: Um, Can you just um, say a little bit more? Because I think not everyone is as eat, pray, love as you. (laughs) I I know, I assumed it. No, because I'd never ever heard about it until... The publisher sent me Eat, Pray, Love, made me do it. And I was like, oh, I've never actually read the normal book. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, so Eat, Pray, Love, I
1: think it was written like 2008, maybe, um, by Elizabeth Gilbert, who's gone on to be more of like a spiritual and thought leader. It basically is around her um, having to go through a divorce with her husband, just admitting that the marriage isn't working. And it being a really nasty and just like, horrible process to go through she then fell in love with a younger man and was trying to feed things within her just in a quite a toxic and not very beneficial way and then decided that you know she was just going to travel for a year, so she went to Rome to eat to just eat and drink all the food and wine she then went to India to go to an ashram Um, I actually said the word ashram to someone yesterday and they didn't know what it was. So an ashram is like, um, I would say, a humble Indian retreat with a very heavy spiritual core. That's the best way to describe it. Um, And then she went to Bali um, where she fell in love with a Brazilian man. Um, And so, you know, friends kind of criticized her. Oh, you're just running away from your problems and stuff. And I do think there's that balance of running away and there's that also that balance of detaching yourself from an environment that is just filled with memories and emotions. And you need to do that to be able to just kind of clear your mind and like
0: think about yeah I definitely would agree um, that I, I think sometimes if you're in the same environment it's so hard to be able to like I said especially if you're trying to re yourself if you're in like if you're in still in the same city or like even in the same house and you just have all those memories everything about you like it's really hard to get over someone if you just feel like actually they're in your face 24 7 still
1: yeah, and I, I'm a great believer that emotions lay in bricks and mortar, like, I know it sounds silly, but I really do, I think, and the, the thing is, like, when you leave someone, but you're in the same city, even London, yeah. that's massive, you bump into people that know him, or you're always worried that if you go to the shop that you used, that both you used to go to, you might bump into him, or you hear things, or, and it's just, like, ugh, constantly there, so, um, yeah, I I really have no shame about doing it. And I only went away, well, I took a four-month career break, but I only actually went away for two of those months. The month before I went away, I went back to my hometown and I did that more digging on finding myself. I basically took a month of doing what kind of would be described as nothing, but basically a release and cleansing for me. So I redecorated my whole bedroom. that was like hot pink and silver. I redecorated it all to like soft grays and pink and copper, which and I did it all on my own. Everything, every bit of it, I did everything. I chucked loads out from my childhood. Like I just was getting back to me. Like I was, I was going through all my childhood stuff, remembering who I was, remembering the girl that had gotten into a relationship at the age of 20 and you know just it was helping me piece things together um and then like I helped Mum like completely redo the garden and like just got into nature and just listened to music and drank tea and just didn't have any agenda and I know I'm very very privileged saying this but I also need to point out and this is like being completely raw and honest at this point me and Sherelle have very different money stories I have no savings of anything I just had to do it I, I I you know had had money to support me for a certain amount of it and I just had to take that leap and I'm saying that because there's lots of women who may criticize and thinking oh yeah I'm sure you know mummy and daddy helped or what no they didn't like I did this all myself and it was a risk but my kind of mental health was so important to me more than anything at that point that I chose to do take the actions that I did. So we always have choices no matter what. And I just need to make that really clear like, that we need to, like, you know, try and not let fear kind of get in the way of, of some life choices that we, we make, really. So I went travelling. I did Cambodia, Vietnam and India um, on my own for two months. And all I will say is travelling kind of accelerates that going inward Um it sounds amazing traveling and it is but it makes you very raw because you have to address things that you've ignored with the distractions of family and work and relationships and friendships and all of that you're you know sometimes stood watching a cambodian sunset like in a field and everything just comes up because there's nothing stopping it no one's there to judge you like no one's there to ask you if you're okay, you're just there, stood there on your own and so it is beautiful but it's hard, like it's hard to like address all those things that you've maybe kept suppressed for a while but I I think any sort of getting away is beneficial, you know, even if that's like, you know, I thought sometimes of like going to like a log cabin in Scotland or something more affordable if you're worried about, you know, expenses or if like, Chavel, you're not that fussed about going to like you know crazy exotic places that are a bit you know very different culture-wise and stuff. Like you know you can just go just go somewhere that's a bit more secluded and just have that utah. Yeah, I think.
0: I think uh, getting, for me, it's always just getting out of the city. Like anywhere where I can get back to like the seaside, or like you said, like, I've gone to like, I think the Lake District and the wood, lo- wood Cabin Lodge or whatever. It is that thing about remote. And especially, I think if you don't normally have that type of life, I think if you're someone who has quite a busy life, like you said, if you're always working, you've always got distractions, there is something about going somewhere really quiet and just having, and I think about being close to nature, but also that's that idea of you. Yeah like you said, having that time to let everything come up and you're just having to deal with it and you sort of have to deal with it because that's sort of what you're there for. Like there's no nothing else to do in that sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're totally right. But you, we need to be forced into that. We're rubbish at doing it, like on our own, you know. Um, But the reason I'm kind of telling you that background, because I know this is about like manifesting life partner, but basically I see this as the groundwork. I see this as, uh, with all my clients, we kind of go through this process of you know do you know yourself because we all think we do and actually we don't like we've totally just lost who we are whether that be through a relationship or a career or other people's kind of ambitions on your behalf whatever it is and so it's kind of just taking those step back and like going through that really uncomfortable raw stage of knowing yourself because from that you then can figure out what you want out of life, and then you figure out who you would share that mm-hmm. with. You know, who would be the person that is gonna be by your side with that. So I remember coming back from all of this and um, and then my brain was kind of going about what do, so that was the second stage, what do I want out of life? Um, and that's when I kind of started looking at new jobs and then like Sea Salt Plan kind of evolved from that and stuff. But before that period I kind of set this intention of who do I want to spend the rest of my life with and we spoke about this before but you know it was less the physical it was less the material it was less the tangible it was more what qualities do I need this person to have to make me happy and um you know it was kind of for me it was things like I want someone who believes in me and my business and will support me fully in that and never criticize me or question me or try and stop me from being who I am through that and um, because I know what I do for some people is just a bit too much and it's a bit too open and bored
0: and <laughs> I don't know what you're are you about <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I need someone who's comfortable with that and comfortable for me to talk about them, you know, in a beautiful way. And like, you know, it, that it's, it, that was a really important thing. And the other thing was someone who's, who's comfortable traveling because I may complete change my mind and want to settle down. But right now I'm in a mode of I want to explore. And, you know, some of the people that I know who were potentials, like a home fit people and they didn't want to explore. And I do. So that was like a big thing. So there was lots of little things like that that I kind of just, and this was just in my head. There was no vision boards. There was no anything like that. I just kind of set the intention of the person that I was looking for. Um, And then I just let it be. Like I just, it it was like I metaphorically wrote all that down, stuffed it in a glass bottle and just said, sent it out to the ocean and just let it let it be and so this is the whole point with manifesting you kind of set your intention and then you take action but you have to not worry about the how so you have to show the universe you're trying but you you can't be so tunnel vision that if you try something you're like this is the way it's going to happen this this is the only way you have to like be open to whatever the universe like throws at you in terms of making it happen and I genuinely hand on heart never ever thought I would be single for three and a half years like never I didn't know anyone who'd done that Uh, who how uh, Except
0: for me (laughs) who um sorry not who how how long into you having broke up did you feel like you got to that point where you'd worked out the new person you'd want to be with and set that into
1: I'd say it was kind of like after traveling. So it was when I got back to the routine of work and stuff. So this was like probably like eight, 10 months later. And I started dating. I think it was when I started dating again. So I got all the apps. And so when you start dating, you think, well, who am I looking for? You know, who is it that I want to be with? And so that's when it kind of all kind of came to fruition. Um, So, but yeah, my biggest point here is just to really think about the qualities you want a person to have rather than anything else. Because like, moving on to the house, so I dated quite a lot of people. Um, I'm quite comfortable, you know, with saying that like, I'm fine with one night stands, they don't bother me. I I fully respect my body and I make sure I'm safe in situations like that. Um, But nothing ever went further really than that. Um, And there was just like, I dated really lovely love and it was mostly guys um because I was just really rubbish at dating women like I was so I just I don't know I just was rubbish at it I just yeah I couldn't do it um and yeah and just you know you kind of you think someone has that spark and then they ghost you and and I went through all that pain and suffering and annoying and frustrating and all that. But it had to happen because I just needed to learn, most importantly, what I didn't want. You know, like someone would have a trait that I thought, oh, I really, that is not, mm. no, that's not for me. We wouldn't be compatible. And that's really important to know what you don't want. You know, like a lot of the people I dated weren't willing to leave London. And as much as I had a great time in London, I can't, I couldn't see my whole life there. so that was an issue and yeah people change and stuff but they're big things that you think "Mm." so then I stopped dating and then I start dating and then I stopped dating and then I (laughs) and then I moved back home and tried dating and again dated some really lovely people but just no one kind of clicked and then I actually had a Vedic astrology reading
0: Um, what on earth is that (laughs)
1: So normal astrology is Greek. Okay. So the astrology that we use generally is Greek. Vedic astrology is Indian oh. and there's a degrees difference. So it gives slightly different messages and readings. And it's, but it's all about the planets and alignment. To be fair, I don't know a huge amount about the internet. But,
0: yeah, That's enough for it's the general, <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, basically in that, and it was, it was a, a friend, so I knew she wasn't trying to like, probably she was being genuine and you know truthful so i could trust it. and in that she just said to me and i don't know why this had such a big thing on me but she just said you're looking for this this and this and this and a partner and it was like literally the perfect person like everything and i was like oh wow that's a lot to ask for and she was like yeah it is should but you will find them um but you'll be 36 ah. and so with that sentence i just totally surrendered to being on my own like a hundred percent and I feel like it was that moment that I started to then, without me knowing, like get on the path I am now finding the person I'm with. Okay. I, just, I just feel that, that was like I needed to stop pushing for it to come to me. But then, the, so then the problem was with that is I was, um, oh, I'm going to be 36. And I was, I was totally fine with it. I was actually really like, this, is, this feels right. I've got so many years now to sort my business out. And so because of that, when I was dating, because I still needed physical connection, like I still needed human con- just because I wasn't going to fall for the love of my life until 36. It didn't mean that I wanted to be a nun for like four years. So I still like gently dated um, and and then when I met the, the woman that I'm with today, like we had the most incredible first day, but I was so like not looking for anything that I just didn't really realize it. And it was her who was like, that was pretty special. Let's have a second day. And I was like, okay. And it took me a while to like realize, oh, my God, like, this is actually what I've been looking for. But I was so not looking yeah. for it that it totally passed me by. Um, so, so, yeah, so that, that was kind of like, that was like the main kind of point for me that I surrendered to being single. And when I did that, it came.
0: So Verity's never told me the story about getting her reading done and the fact that 36 is when it's all meant to fall into place. But I think there's actually something that's really interesting about that story because I think one of the reasons why it can be so difficult to be single and especially when it comes to dating is because like if you know you want to be with someone, you feel like you have to keep dating. like You feel like you have to keep putting yourself out there and you have to keep on trying otherwise you're not going to find anyone. But then also then that's really hard when you're like trying to be like, I'm single and I'm really enjoying it and I'm loving I'm living that life as being a single woman. And I think the hardest thing is because you're sort of like, Well, you don't know it's gonna happen. Like I think the scariest thing for me is thinking, but about if I don't ever find anyone. And I think, I wonder what I would be like if I thought, okay, no, it's fine. Like, you can enjoy your life. And that doesn't mean sitting at home and never going out ever again and seeing anyone. But, you know, you can casually date. You can go out and have fun. You can be open to what comes your way. But if you sort of felt with certainty that at some point in the future, it was all going to work out, I imagine our attitude to life right now would be so different.
1: That's really interesting because I have always known that i will be with my perfect life partner yeah like it's just in my bones i've always known it
0: i think for me Um, the reason why i don't think it is because both my parents are single both my parents and they're both single and so i think i have I, i really believe that lots of great people don't end up with someone like i don't see like I don't see it as a foregone conclusion that you're going to end up with someone. That's how I feel. It's quite sad.
1: You see, I'm the total opposite. Yeah. And that's you no, know, it's really interesting because, and I think I'm the total opposite because, and we we spoke about this before, didn't we? But it's it's about belief. Yeah. Like it's about, and if the thing is the heart, is such a delicate thing that we have within us. If you've been knocked down a few times, then you do lose belief. And you can lose belief. And unless you try really hard to get that belief back and that, that real knowing that the person you're meant to be with is out there, then you end up not being with that person because because the, the whole thought's become things. Mm. If, you know, and it's no criticism to anyone. It's I get it. I get how hard, when you've had your heart broken, like it's hard to recover from. And it's hard to feel like, oh, don't worry, my soulmate's there waiting for me somewhere. I get it. I totally get it. But I weirdly just always knew out of everything in my life that I would find the person that I was meant to be with. And having said that, it took me a very long while to realize that the person that I was with for 10 years wasn't going to be my forever. And that was more to do with shame and guilt and having put 10 years of work into something that was going to end up being nothing and judgment Mm. and society and all those things it wasn't a fear that I would be on my own forever it was all those other elements um so but you do have to do everything in your power to believe that that's going to happen otherwise it won't and I think we can see this like, with women who just stay like douchebags all the time. You know, like, they're like, why do I always attract these douchebags? Well, because if you're attracting you're, you're bringing them in. Like, you're, you're kind of inviting them in with the way you think or, what, or your self-worth or what you believe you deserve or, you know, you're allowing them to come into your life. But that's a really hard pattern to, to change. Yeah because it becomes so ingrained and what I've learned from the work that I've done over the past few years is the heart it's it's kind of in the mind is so easy to change and to you know work with the heart the heart is like so untouchable and it it really is that whole stupid cliche of you have to fix it yourself like there's no other way And so the other major part of this kind of manifesting your life partner and kind of going off what you've said then, And it's similar to the conversation we had about friendships and the vibration of attracting people that you want in your life. It works exactly the same with with a life partner. And but, you know, one of the kind of greatest gifts you can give yourself and to attract your perfect person is this whole thing that we spoke about quite a bit before, but about making yourself whole before meeting that person because we don't want the the whole concept of two halves and your better half is actually t- so wrong because you want to be two wholes together and making yourself whole just knows just means you know what you want and then when you'd finally meet that person, I would never in a million years have thought I would have fallen in love with a person. Within I'm literally talking like two weeks. Like I would I mean as romantic and everything as I am, that's just to me ridiculous. But it happened.
0: Are you not of believing in love at first sight then? I would have thought you was.
1: No, I don't think I am. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so this is the other thing again. You've you you've given all the right prompts, Sherelle. It's very good. Um this is the other thing, like I had a vision in my head like 10 years ago of what I wanted and then as I've evolved and again I've said this before but um, I'm bisexual and so I would date men and women, I would date any race, any culture, any religion, any background, none of that mattered to me, it was more about the soul that was stood in front of me and so in a way that made it super confusing because I didn't have a niche (laughs) and I was like... (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. It was too much choice in mm. a sense, but then at the same time, when my partner came into my life, even though she was not the normal type I would go for, and we spoke about this, and yeah, it was literally <laughs> just a, a quick sort like. So basically, she'd written "chai" in her Tinder profile, and that one word made me swipe which way do you swipe I right
0: can't anymore <laughs> god it's been like two <laughs> months and you don't know how to swipe seriously what are you a 50 year old person
1: so and that one word I mean she was beautiful but she wasn't my type my type was like femme girls quite a bit of makeup long hair big boobs like that kind of thing she wasn't that at all but for some reason I swipe right and then like look at us so but the only reason that chai meant so much to me was because I went to India like three years prior and I fell in love with chai. Mm-hmm. And then the only reason I went to India was because I broke up with, so it's then beautiful to like connect everything and think it's just crazy that that one word kind of helped me find the woman that I fell in love with, yeah. like in a sense. Um, so yeah, but it, it's really just trying to be as open as you can and i think the story of charlotte in sex and city is just a really beautiful example of this like she was always the beautiful pretty girl who wanted the handsome six foot white caucasian doctor man and she got that and it wasn't what she actually truly desired and then she fell in love with this jewish sweaty walks around naked man and literally was the happiest woman in the entire world. And so I think that's kind of a really important lesson. Like, we we do need to stop really being so tunnel vision of what we think it is we want and look at the qualities instead um, and how someone makes us feel, um, because that's so important. So, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, so, Basically, it was getting to know, get to know yourself first, you know, and aim to build yourself into a whole. It took me three and a half years, not a quick thing. And then set an intention of what you're looking for, what you want in terms of qualities. And take action, start dating, you know, flirt, like put yourself out there. But then just be ready for the universe to like whack you like a great big wet fish when you're not expecting it and send that perfect person into your life and be open to receive it. And that is basically it.
0: So simple. That's I awesome. mean, so, so it's, simple. <laughs>
1: but, you know, when you look at those four yeah. stages, it is, we com- we complicate everything, don't we? It's not easy and it's not quick, but it is
0: simple. Yeah, I think it it's quite simple. nice as well that you, you are talking about, like, it has taken years. And I think the thing about, yeah, it might be simple, but it's not quick. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes... Yeah you know time can drag and time can take a long time and it can feel like it's been forever but obviously we have some listeners that are single and some that aren't so I think it'd be really interesting if anyone else feels like they manifested their partner would love to hear from you I'd love to
1: know yeah Yeah. so if anyone has
0: manifested their partner because you know it's great to be able to teach and share with other people so whether you're one side of the journey or the other side I think it'd be really nice to hear from people about how you found your special someone um, in your life and then yeah hopefully it would help people like me and the rest of our single listeners keep the hope alive and um put ourselves in the right place to be able to attract that person